Sports getting set to return. Gronk coming out of retirement and suddenly believe women isn't such a great idea after all. Let's talk about it on a brand new air attack starting right now. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I thought we had to believe all those women. They make an accusation and they're automatically right. You have to stand by them, don't you? No matter who it is. Oh, that's not true anymore? Yeah, imagine that. We'll get to that a little bit later. First of all, what's going on with Kim, Kim Jong-un? What is going on? Here's a guy who was supposed to be public enemy number one just a little while back, and you get conflicting reports over the last couple weeks. One comes from NBC saying he's dead. The first report said, you know, he's not doing so well. He had surgery, yada, yada, yada. Katie Turr from NBC says, no, he's dead. And it's been confirmed. I have multiple sources, and it's been confirmed by NBC News. And like half an hour later, she's like, yeah, you know what? I, I took that tweet down. I, um, I'm not really sure anymore. And then a week later, a week later, you get CNN saying, hey, you know, it turns out he's, he's doing okay. Yeah, we hear he's up at some spa. He's up at a resort. So then the guy starts writing letters, supposedly. No video, of course. But you're seeing these letters that he supposedly wrote. So he's either alive and well, or he's dead. One of those two. And either way... So what either ABC or CNN got the whole thing totally wrong. And so you know what everyone decided to do? Move on. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Hey, we're all quarantined. Let's go talk about... You know what? There's a Zoom concert coming out at 7 o'clock. I just have to catch. I've got another, another Zoom happy hour tomorrow at 3. I just have to make that one. Yeah, the guy's dead. He's alive. Whatever. It can't hold my attention more than 48 hours. It's 2020. Everyone just said, you know, fuck it. Let's forget about it. It's amazing. Oh, my God. And still to this day, we have no idea. We have no idea what's going on. So... As far as all of your quarantining or whatever you're calling it, lockdown, tyranny, as some have referred to it, might be a little strong, but yeah. Um, every time it starts looking good, there's something else. And there's just some other excuse to keep us sort of bottled up. Um, you know, we, you know, you had New York City or some of these places where, oh, by the way, we just added 3,000 deaths. How'd you add 3,000? Yeah, we decided we're going to make those, uh, you know, COVID-19 deaths. How'd you decide that? Eh, we just, we, that's it. We just decided. We don't have to explain it. We just did. Yeah, it turns out they get money when they do stuff like that. If you treat a, a, you know, a patient with this virus now, apparently you get extra money from the government. So there wouldn't be a conflict of interest there, right? Like if your hospital is basically broke because it's run by a, a city that's run terribly or if it's a hospital that's just looking to make profits, right? So, yeah, we just add some deaths to it. Or, you know, what you hear, uh, you know, the virus mutated. Everyone watch out. Oh, you know what? It could come back. It could go away, but then it could come back. In fact, you could get it twice. We need a vaccine, but we could, you could get it twice. That could be months down the road. You guys are never getting out of your homes. I mean, give me a friggin' break. Now the latest thing is masks. You watch. In a month or so, you'll find out that, hey, these masks get pretty filthy and you have to touch them. So, whoops, masks were a bad idea. Everything that's a good idea becomes a bad idea a few weeks later. And as far as these protests going on, you know what? It's only a matter of time. Whether you agree with the protest or not, that's not what I'm saying. You don't see me at protest. I'm not a protest guy. I've always said, stay out of the streets, knock it off. Get your point across some other way. But you're seeing people storm these state capitals. I told you this would happen. I've said it since the very beginning. You watch. After a few weeks, it would get bad. It would start to percolate a little more as time went on. And now you're getting into May. So people have missed the first of the month now twice where they haven't been able to work. And this culminates with people in Denver, uh, you know, having nurses jump in front of cars, which is not a good idea. I, I don't know how many times i got to tell people, do not jump in front of a car. What, what, whoever you want to blame for what goes wrong next do not jump in front of a car. Didn't work out very well in Charlottesville. Whether you like the guy behind the wheel of the car or not, the, the, the kid driving that car was, was a fuck-up. We know that. But you know how you, don't, how you don't get run over by a car? You're not in the street in front of his car. Simple as that. 
And this idea that they're encouraging nurses to jump in front of these pickup trucks where you got these wahoos that haven't worked in three, four weeks, not a good idea. Not smart at all. And yesterday they stormed the Capitol in Michigan. And again, listen, I'm not advocating this. I was not there. But what did you think was going to happen? You've got the governor of Michigan getting on TV, basically bragging about how, what, what she's doing in her state, wearing T-shirts, trying to heckle the president. Like everything's a fucking joke. Everything's a joke. It's not a joke to people who can't feed their kids. And this was going to happen. And now you've got longer days. You've got warmer weather. Uh, you got people who want to go to the beach. And at first, that you know, it was Florida. Well, they're just a bunch of they're just a bunch of losers in Florida. They're a bunch of rednecks. They're a bunch of hillbillies. Then you saw in Newport Beach, California, the same thing. It's warm. It's nice outside. The days are long. People want to be out there. They want to be in their homes. All these journalists in New York and New Jersey, boy, they can't see what's going on in, in their own backyards. There's people out in parks in New Jersey. People out in parks in New York. But somehow the only, th the only action they see are, are beaches in Jacksonville, Florida. It's completely and utterly ridiculous. And if it's a problem for someone to be on the beach, can you explain to me how it's not a problem for people to be in subways and buses, which I've been saying since day one? Because MIT just did a study a couple weeks ago saying that the, the subways in New York are the number one culprit of that virus spreading all over the place. I mean, how are you supposed to take these people seriously when they just pick and choose what to cover, including the people in New York who told you to go out and enjoy yourselves as, as recently as early March? In New Jersey, they're finally letting you play golf again. You get two players per hole. Two players per hole. You can only play in twosomes. You got to play every 16 minutes. You got to keep the group spaced out. How can we only have two players per golf hole, but you can put 45 in the same bus? Explain to me how that makes any sense whatsoever. And these daily press conferences from these guys who are basically just getting free PR. Every time they do one of these daily press conferences, it's just another, it's just, it's just more exposure for them and they don't have to pay for it. I got to give you a coronavirus update. The governor of New, of New Jersey. Let me tell you who we lost last night. 300 blessed souls and may God bless them. And may their souls be blessed. And may their souls bless God. Enough. Good news, I'm going to let you play golf this weekend. Thank you, Governor Murphy. It's great. Wow. That's big. Eight players per hour at New Jersey golf courses. That's huge. No caddies. They don't want staff. They don't want restaurants. They don't want anything. In fact, in a lot of places, they don't want bathrooms. I cannot begin to tell you what a bad idea it is to not have a bathroom open at a golf course. Okay. One of the loneliest places in the world is the golf course when you have to take a dump. I'm telling you, it's not good. So some of these ideas have not been thought through as well as they possibly could have. You got this global citizen together at home concert they had, you know, over the last couple of weeks. It's basically just propaganda. They're sitting here, you know, singing the praises of the World Health Organization, which has given so much bad information and is clearly in a battle with, with our president. Why do I want to hear that? How is that possibly enjoyable? If I want to hear a concert, why am I hearing a plug for the World Health Organization? How is that the least bit fun? This is music I can hear whenever I want. I can hear you. I can hear all of these songs whenever I feel like. What I need to see you do it from home. That's some kind of cool thing to see that you have a music uh, studio set up in your in your mansion. Give me a. I mean, give me a break. How? Th th this is terrible. The way this is being handled is just awful. And then these ads I see on TV. Everything's about stay at home. Stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Google, Facebook, all these companies, stay at home. But don't modify your diet. Don't exercise. Don't get some sunlight. Don't take vitamins. Okay, no. You know what you need to do? Here's the solution. Go outside once a day and bang on some pots and pans for five minutes. Okay? That's, that way, healthcare workers will know you salute them. And here's a picture of a nurse crying and she's on her way to work. You know what? I think a lot of people who are protesting lately would love to be that nurse on her way to work. If we're being honest about it. And these are national ads, too. 
So if you're in Montana or you're in New Mexico, you're in Utah, you're in Mississippi, you're in Maine, any of these places, you're seeing you're seeing the same ads that I'm seeing in my area, right outside New York City. You're kidding, right? Why would you follow the same game plan as my area? Every A lot of states have to separate into different counties and different regions in terms of how they're going to reopen or how they're going to close or whatever. Why would you run these national ads? Yeah, it's a tough one. Let me, let me see if I can figure this out. Why would tech companies want me at home where my computer is? Weird. Companies that make money based on site traffic, why would they want me at home? Real tough to figure out, guys. My God. And then every day we see the governor of New York all over the country, the guy who ran the subways and still does. He just now got, got around to closing them for four hours overnight so they could sanitize them every day. So I heard that. And I'm like, am I, am I to believe that you were not sanitizing them every day? Why would that seem like a good idea to you? But he's, some, but he's a leader. He's a leader in coronavirus research. He's, he's a leader in this fight against the virus. He's real leadership. You got, I mean, the guy sent sick people into nursing homes. He's still doing it. He's still, people are not getting unemployment for the last six, seven weeks in New York, and this is your hero? He's getting on, on with Ellen, and they're just laughing their asses off like the whole thing's a big joke. Because to them, it kind of is. See, when it's not your money, it's funny. It's always hysterical when it's not your money. Not like no regard for the fact that, you know, the first of May has now come and people still can't get unemployment. And in New Jersey. And in Florida. Florida's a mess. What I hear, like less than ten percent of the people in Florida can get unemployment. So what does the governor of New York tell people? Hey, if you don't like it, take a job as an essential worker. Oh yeah, there you go. You're refusing to pay unemployment, so the guy should now go work for Jeff Bezos somewhere. Yeah, take your choice. You can go work in an Amazon factory and catch the virus there, or you can go into a Whole Foods and catch the virus there. Take your pick. But we'll call you an essential worker. Okay? Mailing a pair of rollerblades out to somewhere in Wyoming, but you're essential. We, we need you there. And then Bill Gates. What, what is that? Here, here's one of the biggest names in computers ever, and now he's some, somehow the authority on this mystery virus, and then his foundation gets hacked. <laughs> like a fire in a firehouse. You can't make it up. Cannot make it up. And the other thing that happened recently, Trump said, I thought this was very minor on the, on the, you know, the grand scheme of things. Trump says, listen, we're, we're going to suspend immigration for two months, which, of course, one of the parties is going to hate, you know, the other party is going to hate that, you know, a lot because that, that's part of their whole thing, right? They, you know, more immigrants, the better. The more votes, the better, in other words. So he says, oh, no more immigration. And they start going crazy. Well, wait a second. I thought we were all supposed to stay home. If we're all supposed to stay home, why would you want to bring more people in? Someone has to be at work to process these people. Then you got to find places for them to live. All so they can do what? Stay home? I mean, every time you guys don't get your way, either, either it's, it's totally racist or you call someone a rapist. Unless that person is show Biden. Because apparently now the whole believe women thing doesn't seem like a, such a good idea now, does it? Joe Biden's accused of some sort of sexual assault from years ago. A woman named Tara Reid. Not the slutty one from American Pie. This is a different Tara Reid. Um, again... I wasn't there. You weren't there. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, make any judgments about it. But to watch these bullshitters and watch these phonies and watch these professional clowns all of a sudden try to backpedal out of the whole believe women me too thing is hysterical. It really is. You know why? Because a lot of these women think they can be vice president because Biden already said he's going to put a, a woman in there. So Stacey Abrams, Kirsten Gillibrand. Oh, I don't know. We have to, we got to get all the facts. Did you want to get all the facts when someone else was trying to get in the Supreme Court a little while ago? I don't think so. And apparently there's a call into Larry King by the woman's mother when the whole thing went down. That would be pretty damning evidence, but unfortunately CNN has pulled that clip from their archives. It's still out there. You can still find it somewhere, but you can't find it on CNN's website but it, because, of course, you can. So a little bit of an uncomfortable thing.
You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's just like the thing with money. When it's you being accused, all of a sudden it's not that funny. And Trump did the smart thing and said, listen, I don't think maybe, maybe he's being falsely accused because obviously before the last election, you had like 12 women who just all magically at the same time decided to accuse the president of some sort of sexual misconduct. And it all happened way, way, way back when, before cell phone cameras and everything else. Got it. So we'll see how that plays out. I personally don't know if he's going to be, I don't know if they're going to nominate him or not. I, I don't, I just don't think he would hold up against Trump even without this stuff. I think this might be used as an excuse to get him out of there. Or maybe sometime around July, they come up with a health issue and say he can't run. Because I just don't know what's... I, I just think Trump's going to run him over. I really do. And I almost feel bad for Biden. And that's aside from the thing where I don't know if this woman's telling the truth or, or not. Not like the guy's got the best reputation with women to begin with. Because now we are in the age where there's cameras everywhere. Okay, we can see it for ourselves. It's not good. Um, as far as the return of sports, um, it looks like NASCAR is going to lead the way. And probably a good idea, too, because they've been doing this virtual racing and it's not been going very well. Kyle Larson got caught saying the N-word, um, which never goes very well. <laughs> During a virtual race about, I don't know, about three, four weeks ago, he tried apologizing, said it wasn't who he is, yada, yada, yada. I don't know what he was doing. I, I think he was talking to one of his buddies. Probably is how he talks with his buddies. Just how it is. We all know how this conversation goes, so I'm not, not even going to bother with the boring details of it. He gets fired. Then Denny Hamlin's kid unplugs his TV while he's trying to drive. He crashes and he finishes the race and last. That's probably a reason why these virtual races are not necessary. And it's definitely a reason why you don't want to be betting on these things because this is the kind of stuff that happens. It's just not, you can say it's the same. It's not the same. When the guy doesn't have to be at the track and, you know, prepping the right way, the guy could be hung over. You have no idea what condition he's showing up in. Meanwhile, some people are trying to bet on this stuff. So I understand there's not a lot to go on right now, but you might want to just hold on to your wagering dollars for, for the real thing. Major League Baseball came up with a plan where they were thinking about going to Florida or, and or Arizona and basically isolating the teams there. I always thought that was a terrible idea for a couple of reasons. Number one, you would have been basically conceding an entire season where you weren't going to play in home stadiums, at least not till the playoffs. Because the divisions would, would have been much different. The divisions wouldn't have been your normal divisions. The leagues wouldn't have been their normal leagues. It would have been based on who's got spring training facilities that are around yours. And I didn't like that at all. I didn't like any of this stuff, but I don't like the fact that you're selling out, you know, the, the home cities here. What if we are in the clear by August? So you're going to lose August and September and all of these major league cities and all the businesses that are already taking a hit around there. I didn't like that whatsoever. I also didn't like the idea, well, you're going to quarantine these players and keep them separated. You know, these players were never going to sign off on being separated from their families. I mean, some of these guys got young kids. They have girlfriends. They may have multiple girlfriends. I mean, I'm, I'm, I say it like I'm kidding, but I'm, I'm not. I mean, whatever they've got going on, you can't just all of a sudden say, hey, listen, we're going to isolate you. These are professional athletes. You can't just say, hey, listen, we're going to watch every move you make. Dr. Fauci was even talking, speaking of guys who are wrong once in a while, uh, we're going we're gonna to maybe surveil these players and make sure they're not breaking quarantine. You can't do that. I mean, give me a break. That's ridiculous. So that was never going to work. Now it sounds like they may try to play in stadiums without fans for a while. That's a better idea because if, if and when we get the all clear, you can start selling tickets to the games again. It's better for everybody. It's better for, for absolutely everybody. The guys can live their lives. You know, they can, they can be at home with their families and whatnot. And they may have to have some guidelines. That's fine. But I did not like the Arizona-Florida plan whatsoever. Um, the PGA Tour is going to come back in June in Texas. If you notice, the PGA Tour stops early on at least are all pretty much in warm weather cities. That way, if the theory that the warmer weather would be good in fighting the virus is true, well, good, you know, good thing. They're in places where that'll be taken care of. A lot of people wanted to know, well, why couldn't they come back sooner? It's not a big deal. You don't have that many people there. They're not playing in teams. 
PGA Tour events are not just a, not a few golfers running around a golf course. You got to get that thing set up. You, you know, the superintendent's going to bring people in from other golf clubs to work on the place. The players have to eat. The players have to have places to stay. The players have caddies. Players also have coaches. They have publicists. They have a whole entourage of people. They maybe have a nutritionist, may have a swing coach, may have a mental coach. I'm serious about all that stuff. That those are real things that happen with these guys now. It's not some little thing. Plus the entire TV production, you know, all the media and everything else. So you had to make sure that you're going to have the all clear because planning these golf events is a big deal. Still not sure what's going to happen with the PGA Championship in San Francisco later this year. Uh, if Gavin Newsom is going to go ahead and give that his blessing. Um, one thing you've realized with a lot of these places is that these guys don't know exactly what's going on or what they're going to do. And obviously their motivations might not be just the public health, but also might have something to do with politics. But there's been so much grandstanding, and the, the cool thing to do for a while was to keep you all safe and to keep you home, and my God, someone's got to do it. And now you're starting to get to a point where these guys are starting to give in because they're realizing the public's just not going to put up with it anymore. Michigan, for all their crazy bullshit these last couple days, guess what? That stay-at-home thing is done. Okay, it's done, I think, next week, and they're not, they're not doing some sort of slow reopening, from my understanding. They're just reopening everything. So you can say, well, listen, uh, it's crazy that people had guns. It's crazy that they stormed the Capitol. Yeah, I, I agree. It's crazy. Guess what? It also seemed to be a little bit effective. Other governors, I think, are taking a look and saying, you know what? Whether it's right or wrong, I don't need that shit in my backyard. So now you're seeing a little bit of a more open-minded approach, like, like, like Phil Murphy with golf courses. It's still ridiculous. They're still putting stipulations in there because they want to be very cautious and not have anything traced back to these decisions they're making. I think, though, you're getting a little bit more of an open mind when it comes to sporting events, you know, because there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of jobs there and the people want the sports, you know, I mean, I, th I think common sense is starting to, you know, sort of seep into the minds of some of these, some of these decision makers. We will see the NHL's plan had something to do, if I'm not mistaken, with North Dakota, but they waited too long. And so now that's not an option anymore, I guess. Plus, I think the players were not happy with that. Again, the players don't want to be segregated from their families. They want to have to commit to that much time away from everybody. And on top of being away from their families, being out of being away from home. Basically, it's like it's like one long road trip. And I think the guys were like, you know what? Screw that. We're not doing it. You also would have had to you know, drag a lot of guys back here from Europe. They would have had to quarantine. So apparently, they're coming up with a plan where the guys from the NHL can be closer to home. And I think that might make more sense. You're, you're noticing these these isolated site solutions. The only one on the table that, I've, that I'm hearing right now is the NBA. The NBA is apparently talking to Disney World about doing some stuff there. They have facilities there where the guys can play. I'm sure they have they have very good accommodations down there. Not sure the guys want to do it. You know, for a while they were talking about Vegas, but now Vegas wants to reopen themselves. So it's like the longer you wait with these things, you know, it, it sounds like a good idea because, you know, but it sounds like a good idea at first, but then next thing you know, everything changes. Oh, let's just use a bunch of Vegas casinos. They're going to be closed for a while. Next thing you know, Las you know, the mayor of Las Vegas says, no, we want to reopen. And they're pushing and pushing and pushing. So now... If they were to reopen, they need their space back, then they would be uprooting the entire NBA. So it's like the longer these leagues wait to make a decision, the more likely it is that the place that they were going to you know, rent out or take over is going to reopen anyway. So if that's the case, well, if they're going to reopen, maybe your home, maybe your home arena is going to reopen. In Major League Baseball, apparently the one person they're keeping an eye on is Cuomo, of course, to see if he's going to give his blessing to let them play. There's really no good reason why they shouldn't be able to play in City Field and Yankee Stadium. It's just a matter if he's going to let them do it or not. He's going to give him, give him that blessing. Tell you what, a lot of normal, a lot of normal stuff that we're used to being able to do is now is now being passed off like a rare treat. 
Well, well, businesses end up shuttering because of it, but that's okay. That's that that part's okay. Minor detail. Um, the Last Dance, which is the documentary about the Bulls um, and their last championship run in 19, 1998. I finally caught up on that. Very good stuff. I highly recommend it. And if you you know me, I DVR it so I can fast forward through the commercials. I thought they should have done it in a different way. I thought they should have aired this thing every few nights, almost the way they would the NBA Finals, and kind of you know dominated TV for a couple weeks, especially now because the sports seem like they're coming back. Right, like we're only a weekend or two away from the Bundesliga coming back in Germany, and I, let me tell you something: you may not like to watch German soccer, but you do now. You may not be into NASCAR, but you know what? You are now. When it's the only thing on, you're gonna, you're, I mean, you'll love it. I've been watching horse racing like crazy, very, very rarely betting on it, but I've had it on my bottom TV just because it's live sports. So it gives you a feel that there's something going on in the world. So I thought it was a good idea for them to start airing it now, but to you know run it through a couple, you know, a couple of weeks or so, and just run it every other day. It's a ten-part series. You could have done two and a half, three weeks, whatever you wanted to do. Now they may actually be up against live sports in a few weeks because they're doing it for, I think, five consecutive Sundays. So regardless of all that, very, very good series. And you know what? The one thing I'll tell you, it's very funny. I've laughed a lot. The Robin stuff is hysterical, obviously. But Jordan's very funny himself, and he's brutally honest. Very, very honest. I, apparently they had to work pretty hard to get Robin to, to sit down for an interview, but what do you expect? Um, but when they did, it was well worth it. Um, so the last dance, yeah, ESPN. But I would DVR it because then this way you don't have to deal with commercials, and it's, it's just better that way. And you can plow through. I plowed through four episodes in two nights, and it was, it was really enjoyable. So the last dance on ESPN. Um, Gronk goes now to Tampa to join Brady, uh, looking more and more like that was the plan all along. If you listen to one of his interviews early in the week, not sure he's going to get in trouble for that. Not sure the Bucks will get in trouble for that, but... You know, Tom Brady and something shady, you know, go figure. Um, but it's but it's interesting now. With Bruce Arians and, and Brady down, you know, as a member of the Bucks, you now have Brady back to being on a high-scoring team with Evans and, and these other guys, the, these weapons they have down there. There's talk about them trading O.J. Howard. I don't know if they will. I mean, you know, Brady did pretty well with two, two tight ends for a while in New England. One of them happens to be dead now, but we didn't know that was going to happen. You know, that's going to be an interesting team to watch, especially if these teams can get to training camp on time. You know, him working on, on timing and working on a new offense with all those guys from day one and not on some sort of abbreviated schedule is really going to be interesting because that team was able to score a lot of points last year, and that was with Jameis Winston throwing the ball to the other team half the time. He ends up going and signing with the, with the Saints. It's an interesting move. It's kind of the Teddy Bridgewater philosophy. Let's sign him to a one-year deal, see how he fits in, see if he wants to be here. You have to think Drew Brees is done after this year. I mean, the guy can barely throw the ball 35, 40 yards anymore. It's time. Still got great footwork. He can still move, but just doesn't have the arm strength. He got hurt a year and a half ago or so against Atlanta. Doesn't seem like he's been the same ever since. I, I, I guess it makes sense. Uh, you know, if, if basically they can work with Jameis and, and calm him down a little bit and just kind of sort of reduce the mistakes. If you take all the other stuff out of it, if you take all the, you know, the controversy out of it or some of the goofy stuff off the field, he seems to have moved past a lot of that stuff. So there's really no better example or role model for him than Drew Brees. You know, nobody, you know, nobody has a problem with Drew Brees. You may have a, you know, a couple guys with Sean Payton, but no one's got a problem with Drew Brees. It'll be Drew Brees' job to basically spend time with him. And knowing Drew Brees, he'll actually try to groom him to be the heir apparent. Maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But if you can just reduce some of the, some of the mistakes with Jameis Winston, then you got something. And the one, th you know, here's the ironic thing. You've been missing the 
basically the big arm in the Saints offense lately. Saints offense has been okay, but it's taken a little bit of a step back because, you know, Drew Brees doesn't have the explosive arm anymore. Plus, Kamara was either completely banged up or he shot one of the two. Because last year, he was not the same guy. So either he was dealing with nagging injuries that he needed to recover from, or he just is one of those one of those running backs that was used too much the first couple of years and has just now regressed so much, he's never going to be the same. We'll find out about that. You know, it's, it's probably a little bit of both. Probably regressed a little bit, and he probably was was hurt a little bit last year. So we'll find out about that. But I think Jameis will I think Jameis will be as good as he possibly can be in New Orleans. How good that is remains to be seen. As far as the draft itself, I don't think there were too many shockers there. I, I think they did a pretty good job, the NFL did, of sort of giving you something. You know, you've been waiting so long for sports. They gave you something that was sports-related. I thought Goodell did a nice, uh, decent job. Kind of surprised that his basement looked as beat up as it did. I would have expected a little more from him for a guy who's a commissioner of the NFL. Only three TVs downstairs. Come on, commissioner. There are days I have three TVs in my living room. So come on now. Just three? Just three TVs downstairs? Not good. Not good. I didn't like I didn't like the furniture either. But aside from all that nonsense, I thought they did a pretty good job. I could have done without the Zoom concerts because there's been so many of them lately. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking having Jamel Hill bop her head in one of those boxes, and it took her exactly a day to go right back to back during the league. When will the NFL learn to just get away from her? I mean, that, how does that even need to be explained to them? Because she has a problem with the Patriots kicker and the, the tattoo that he has on his arm, okay? And then somehow it comes back to Colin Kaepernick because that's literally the only thing she knows how to talk about, okay? What a joke. You got a problem with Barstool Sports being at, being at your events, but you, got, but you have no problem with her. It was basically comparing you to every, every type of evil organization that has ever existed in the world. You got to be kidding me. It's terrible. And the other thing about the draft was this. Can you guys get your kids and your grandkids out of where you're making decisions? I mean, give me a... These kids are never going to be on TV, you're telling me? You didn't see Bill Belichick with any kids around? No, he had his dog. Because his dog listens. Arthur Blank with his grandkids climbing all over him. Mickey Loomis, what are you doing? Bill O'Brien blowing a gasket, and then he's got to have his kid move out of the way before he storms out of the room. Get your kids out of there. My God, it's amazing. You guys can't stand up to your wives, and then as an extension, you can't stand up to your kids? You're supposed to be conducting business there. Act like it. And as far as these players, I feel bad for some of these players, too, because these players, you know, they've got their relatives there. I know there's probably people you want to tell no. Say, listen, I'm not having that many people there, you know. But you can't really lie to everybody because it's going to be on TV. ESPN seemed to be in every single living room of every draft pick there was. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was crazy. And, of course, as the night went on, you know, there was going to be a player here or there that had that one drunk uncle or that one that one cousin who's a little too tipsy who wants to, you know, jump in front of the camera. You had one woman rip a guy's girlfriend off her lap because she was laying <laughs> She put her head on her shoulder, just clearly posing for the camera. The mother was having nothing of it, grabbed her by the elbow, <laughs> yanked her off the screen. Probably didn't like the fact that her son's dating a white girl to begin with, but that's a different story. Just gets, him, gets her right off the screen like, no, you're not stealing the moment from me. I mean, it was, it was very, very weird. I thought overall it was a good moment for everybody who's a sports fan. I thought that was really good. You know, but I, I felt bad for some of these players. You know, some of them, like Tua had it under control. It was just family. They're all just standing there like, hey, we're not going to act like fools. They probably don't do a lot of drinking in that house if, I, if, I, if I've gotten the right feel from that family. And they just go to handle it. You know, Joe Burrow was just him and his parents. But you notice these places where the more people were there because the guys felt bad saying no, the more of a problem there was going to be. And the other thing is, why do I need to know the sob story of every player in the draft from the NFL? I mean, it's not... You know, once in a while that stuff's interesting, but that's where ESPN, um, amongst many other reasons, 
has disconnected from the average sports fan. Of course, there's a story once in a while that you want to hear about a kid overcoming something when he was younger. You know, with Tom Brady, you know, slipping in the draft. You know, Mike Piazza not getting drafted until the, you know, the 40th round or whatever, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, there's stuff like that. There's people who have family issues. Remember, they made the movie The Blind Side about the title. I think it was Michael Orr was his name. Remember that? You know, the kid was, the kid was homeless and he was adopted and yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. They had one of those stories for every kid. Every kid had a grandma that got shot or a dog that got run over. I mean, it was like to just listen. The NFL draft is not supposed to be that much of a tearjerker. You know, it's it's basically, especially this particular year, because everyone's trying to get back into sports without you know necessarily shedding a tear. So I thought from that standpoint, the NFL draft kind of missed the mark. Other than that, I thought it was pretty good. And listen, it was every it was everything that people needed to sort of bridge the gap between this month month and a half whatever you want to call it this sort of void where there was all this doubt and uncertainty and people were locked at home and then you just had sports being completely cut off starting with of course the Rudy Gobert incident and then March Madness sort of going by the wayside all that kind of stuff I think people absolutely needed it now listen if you are one of those WNBA fans that felt like you were slighted because the WNBA draft wasn't regarded as the sporting event that that first came back let me explain something to you when the WNBA champion gets enough fans in their arena, okay, like more than five or 6,000 of them, okay, then maybe people will talk about your sport enough to the point where this isn't even an argument. Until then, things are pretty much going to stay the same. Grow up. And that is all the time we got this week on The Air Attack. Make sure you check out Facebook.com slash The Air Attack and on Twitter, Air Attack Radio, at Air Attack Radio on Twitter, and follow me on Twitter at BC, a.k.a. The Man. Also, The Air Attack with BC The Man is available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on SoundCloud. Subscribe and share today. Closing out today with my man from Chicago. Here's Beads with two shots. I am BC the man. I'll see you guys next time on the Air Attack.
shots of Patron, the blunt is shown, that bitch is gone. I said two shots of Patron, two shots of Patron, two shots of Patron, the blunt is shown, that bitch is gone. I said two shots of Patron, two shots of Patron, two shots of Patron, the blunt is shown, that bitch is gone.